This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 12, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. There are parallels to be drawn between Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party movement, even if neither group would like to admit it. The key difference, however, is who governs after corporatism is destroyed. Is it civil society or a big, active, and powerful government? Jim Harper, Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. The Occupy Wall Street story is interesting on many levels, obviously. One, I think, is the media story. Now, Occupy Wall Street complained for a long time about not getting enough media. But then when they got media, uh, they got media that wasn't satisfying, probably to them and to others. And I was particularly interested in one reporter, if you will, who was unsatisfied with the reporting, went down to Wall Street to look for himself. Uh, A guy named Robert David Graham, who writes for a blog called Errata Security. He's a libertarian. He wanted to see what it was all about. And among other things, he asked the owners of the property that was occupied, what do you think about this? Apparently no other, no quote-unquote serious media had asked about this. His post is thoughtful, careful, and it goes into details that are basically unknown to most people, I suspect, if you've been just reading in the newspapers, reading on the the larger blogs. And I suppose it counsels uh, keeping an open mind. Now, I don't think that Occupy Wall Street is a group that really leans libertarian. But among the people that are involved are people who may be interested in libertarian ideas. And there's an interesting parallel, or several interesting parallels between Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party movement. Um, A a great Venn diagram just got posted online and made its rounds recently, uh, showing that the Tea Party objected to overweening government power the Occupy Wall Street uh, generally objects to overweening corporate power. The two meet where corporate power and government power get together, and in particular, corporations use government power to their advantage. That's something that libertarians, I think rightly, should should concern themselves with. And it's an opportunity, if only that, for libertarians to show Occupy Wall Street sympathetic people that there might be a home for them here. There is, there is something to be said for liberty. Uh, I'd like people to learn about liberty uh, who are involved in Occupy Wall Street and maybe get away from some of the uh, more radical statist views that many of them have. My guess is a whole lot of these people voted for Barack Obama uh, and, and supported him and have found themselves profoundly disappointed. But uh, what they're complaining about is not primarily the government. Yeah, and I think it's interesting there's a there's a psychology at play in ideology per se not just in their ideology but in ideology where they've chosen corporations as the object of their ire some libertarians simply choose government as the object of their ire i think they're generally right but the important thing the next step is to ask why so so what is it about the corporate form of organization that outrages you how is it that the corporate form of organization causes these results Likewise, libertarians, what is it about government that causes these results? I think we can articulate it well. It's uh, coercion. It's access to, to uh, power, uh, literal power, to force that, uh, that causes these corrupting influences. Corporations don't, don't have that in my view. Uh, so let's have a conversation with people, the people who are open to it, which is a small percentage of Occupy Wall Street folks. Let's have a conversation about that, unpack these problems, find commonalities, uh, the the bailouts, the growing tradition of 
bailoutery in this nation is something that everybody objects to. So let's let's unite around that. Let's talk about what uh, what animates our objection to the current state of affairs. And I think some progress can be made. There's no case to be made that Occupy Wall Street becomes a libertarian movement. Uh, nor is the Tea Party necessarily a libertarian movement, but we can work with any group, I think, and foster uh, thinking about liberty and advance our goals through these movements. Some of the early proclamations I saw from Occupy Wall Street folks is, we are leaderless, we are, you know, and they were sort of presenting this as something different from the Tea Party movement as in its, in its early days, and I, th- I thought that was a little odd. I think there are, I think there are strong parallels. Now, their tactics are quite a bit different. Tea partiers went to homes and to meetings and sat down and read the constitution and all the things that they they were doing. This is a leftist style in its tactics that is they're occupying a public space and and being protest uh, more much more protest oriented. But as far as organization goes, I think they're quite similar. The reporting that I talked about earlier, the Robert David Graham's post talks about all the bottom-up behaviors that you see, the areas that they have occupied, they are keeping clean. They have, they have ways of organizing trash collection. They've organized because they can't use megaphones. They've organized ways of communicating with one another across, across large spaces so that, so that one speaker can be heard by all. Uh, lots of interesting things. There are, of course, breakdowns as well. When it comes to marching across a bridge, uh, there are, there are going to be um, provocators who, who, and this is apparently what happened, provocateurs. Uh, moved some of them onto the roadways where they got arrested. This is just miscalculation on the part of, of both, the, both the police who, who failed to perhaps guide people to the place where they could walk and the, the crowd that didn't know how these things work. So there's lots of failure going on there. But it's very interesting to see a bottom-up political organization using new media. That's very important. The stuff is being live streamed. People are communicating with each other directly outside of organized political processes, outside of organized professional media, lots of interesting new things are happening. And so these types of movements are fascinating to watch and fascinating for the future of liberty. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.